If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi there and yeah. welcome to episode... Oh, God. Hi there and welcome to episode 110 of the ADHD Adults podcast, back after a short break, which definitely wasn't due to me being sad. I'm James Brown, the man who thinks Channel 5's Peter and Jane We Write Words is the media, and as usual I'm joined by the man who holds the record for appearing on Acton Zyken X Upsilon Ungerlost, which is the German crime watch, if you're not sure, Dr Alex Connor, and of course the woman who believes anything the media tells her, including facts about Badger's Jaws, Mrs ADHD. Mm-hmm. The media didn't tell me that. Life experienced it. Was that <laughs> right, Al, what he said? It wasn't bad. It's ungelust. Not. Well, it wasn't, it I'm wasn't glad bad, there was actually. a minor correction. I'm glad. Yeah. And it should be <laughs> Zyken, not Zyken. <laughs> Alex, hi. <laughs> don't have nightmares. Do sleep well. That's what they said on Crime Watch. I looked it up. And then I looked up the German for nightmares, which is Albträume. We thought it means silly dreams, which I think is much better than nightmares. You know, um, for about 10 or 15 episodes, I forgot what your hellos were for. And honestly, I just, I kind of, I I wondered, why is he saying these things? I I finally remembered the whole point of it. Anyway, Sam. What was the point of it? To annoy James. Yes. Oh, (laughs) oh, good one. Um, Hi. Short and sweet, as always. How are you both, Mrs. ADHD? First, um, all right, I'm all right. You know, we were obviously last week we were all very sad. This week I, I'm all right. I've done my talk, so I'm feeling relieved about that, and I'm a gardener now. But I'll go into more detail on Thursday. <laughs> Amazing. A teaser um, trailer. And, and Alex, <laughs> oh, how are you? I'm not excellent, thank you, James. The, um... <laughs> that was good. I like that. <laughs> I want to talk about time. Oh man, yeah. Podcast wise, I'm excellent though. The stats guy's been at it again though. I have to apologise to everybody. The graph he sent us last week looked like all the other graphs he sent, but apparently it was worth a WhatsApp message at five o'clock in the fucking morning. We have no idea what's happening with all these people listening, but we're grateful. What we do know is that one of them sent us a letter. Did they? <laughs> yes, they did. It was a, a Robert from Kinderminster in a way. And it says, <laughs> I listened to your episode on lexithymia and Alex's victims couldn't express their feelings either because he used duct tape on them and someone's changed <laughs> the fake letter, haven't they? <laughs> That's not... <laughs> I don't think Robert would write about me. Is all lots I'm saying. of people, <laughs> lots of people thought that alexithymia was just something we'd made up because it was your name and that we were <laughs> going to have a James Ithymia next week. Like. Alexi Thymia kind of is James Thymia. <laughs> <laughs> Bastards. Sorry, I interrupted you then. We've had a real letter. Can I read Go it on. out? Yeah. No. It says, uh, it's from, can I read out the full name? Is that 
Where's I think I can. It's from Miriam anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you guys, it's an amazing way to start a letter. I love it. I discovered your amazing podcast through the ADHD AF episode, and I'm so happy that I found you. The episode with Sam regarding ADHD and um, perimenopause really blew my mind. As I, I am from Germany, the whole diagnostic process oh. is, of course, different from the UK, but still kind of complicated and time consuming, especially in rural areas like the one I live in. Nonetheless, I'm planning on getting an official diagnosis for my suspected ADHD, as well as perimenopausal symptoms. Oh. And that's because of people like you and your podcasts. So thank oh. you so much for all the information and the encouragement. And thanks for explaining things in a way that my, <laughs> that my squirrel confetti brain can oh. process. <laughs> Greetings from Germany. Grustig back, Miriam. Thank you. That's a really <laughs> lovely message. Oh, I like uh, that. Thank you, Miriam. Yeah, it was. It was lovely. <laughs> Internationally, James. Really good question. <laughs> we're uh, <laughs> what's that? We won't buy exactly one country. It says here on the notes to 157 <laughs> countries. What are the chances, James? No. <laughs> this week's country is almost certainly not Belize, where one of the languages is spoken. Thank you, James. Is Yucatec Maya so a big? Baxcavali and Kimagulal to two hold up Belizean <laughs> bank robbers being played this podcast through a wall at 200 decibels to wear down their resistance. <laughs> I like that one. That was a good one. <laughs> All right, then, as usual, this neurodivergent cosplaying ex footballer of a podcast is a tragedy in three parts. We choose a theme. Last week was about no, last. Two two weeks, last two, two weeks ago, was ADHD and alexithymia. And this week, due to the massive and distressing uptick uh, in the media repeating the same old time tired bullshit after that, that panorama program, we're going to talk about how ADHD is presented in the media and how you can maybe try and advocate for our community in response. As usual, three parts uh, include the Gwyneth Paltrow of evidence, Alex the Psycho. Aww. Education monkey <laughs> telling us about the topic, our personal reflections, and then whatever the last bit is. I, I've lost track now. Top tips, tippics, trumpeting of spunk, wanking, Gabby Logan, etc. So, Alex, without getting angry, I would say, you know, we wouldn't like you when you're angry, but we just don't like you. Read all about it. So, what are you doing now, James? Are you just doing awful puns that are vaguely related to the thing when you introduced me? It's new. Pretty much. I like it. Feel sorry for Gwyneth Paltrow. I think you two mean she's no one's ever told her what she's doing, so she thinks it's fine. I'm sure people will have told her. They don't know, do they? With people, there must be famous. There must be someone that told her vaginal steaming isn't a good idea. I mean, somebody must have told her that. Lesser, right? Caveat to this bit of media work is that. We write for the media as well. We're part of the media, I think that's fair to say. I unwaveringly and uncritically support all elements of the British media, all of them, every single one, even in the face of horrific malpractice, even frankly, basic human manners. James, on the other hand, should be the target of any and all recriminations. For <laughs> I am now being forced to say, that's the to this. So, <laughs> go on, Daily Mail and hateful hate speech so as we've covered before there's quite a unique and persistent societal stigma around adhd and in adults specifically mm. which is fueled strongly by myth general sort of societal misunderstanding and of course the media whatever that means to you 
And this stigma manifests itself in so many ways. We talk about them a lot, but negative bias towards ADHD contributes to rejection of individuals with the disorder, particularly in an academic setting, education, in work settings, but even in their own relationships with loved ones. Mm. The stigma associated with ADHD isn't just rude and unnecessary, James. It can affect loads of things, treatment adherence, whether you're given treatment in the first place and treatment efficacy, so how well it works. It can increase and aggravate your ADHD symptoms and your satisfaction with life in general. It can affect the mental health of any individual affected by ADHD, exacerbating depression, anxiety, and lots and lots of other things. This has a real impact on us, people with ADHD. The research has shown that we feel the presence of perceptions considered to be stigmatizing around, particularly around hyperactivity. I mean, I know that, I've hid it for years. Mm. Impulsivity, impairments at work, school, uh, engagements in risky behavior, feeling the, the, the stigma around all of those. What goes on in society impacts us. It affects us internally. So that's internalized stigma, which is really damaging. Or the process in which a person cognitively or emotionally absorbs negative messages. That's what that means. Not just messages, but the stereotypes around mm. mental illness. And then we come to believe them and we apply them to ourselves. That's I was trying to think of the right pronoun then. <laughs> I feel all of that, all of that, even if one person yeah. just makes a yeah, I guess. Even if one person just makes a, a negative comment, I feel all of that and doubt all of it and and then feel I have to justify myself. So, Jesus, for, I mean, I don't really get involved in the media, which I probably should, but I would imagine that that affects people so much more than just one comment from one person to me. Sorry. No, I'm sure. I, <laughs> it, I, I, I'm exactly the same. It, it, you, I, I always question my diagnosis, even though it's yeah. patently obvious. The, the media, in inverted commas, it's hard to define what that means, but mm. it's historically misrepresented ADHD. And ADHD has been the topic of massive media debate for decades. Why does anyone care? Because there's a huge body of evidence showing that public understanding of disability and illness is influenced by media representation and poor media representation has social consequences. So when the media does what, what, you know, if one person says it hurts, when the media does it, many people believe it, including us. That can have a negative impact on what well, any group's covered in this way. Yeah. <clears throat> you said decades of research. This year, though, has been, like, particularly shit, though, hasn't it, for some reason? Yeah, it, it has. And arguably the last few years have as well. You'd know that, James, if... You know, you, you could understand words. You <laughs> 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 can, re can read. It's not it's not that you can't read. You don't make that really clear. It just doesn't understand things. ADHD in children and adults has received quite a bit of media coverage and public attention. Mostly bad. There's an increasing number, like hugely increasing number of children, adolescents and adults being diagnosed because of the mass underdiagnosis that's been going on. And the prescription rate of stimulant medications is increasing. So it's understandable that the media will have noticed that. And all you hear is it's increasing. Mm. Equally, when you look at the media, especially in the UK, which is fucking dreadful, it's, it's not famous for how it approaches marginalized groups or balance. 
we have to say some progress has been made in how some marginalized groups are portrayed in the media. It seems that ADHD, as, as well as a few others, are, you know, near the back of the queue, right next to the trans community and vampires, for example. <laughs> yeah, vampire now, rights now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to read out some headlines. Are you ready? I was going to say something vampirist then and realise that we'd, I'd get a lot of letters. As a Dracula, I want to complain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to read out Talk some headlines. people in that way. About ADHD, yeah. Vampires, ADHD, trans community, not necessarily in that order. Now, the following headlines about, about ADHD, and this was just 2023, and we're not halfway through the fucker yet. Are you ready for the headline? I'm not a doctor, but I'm almost certain you have ADHD. <laughs> I'm sorry, but all this ADHD doesn't add up. These are from professors of ADHD. No, no, they're not. They're from entitled pricks whose dads were famous. <laughs> I'm sorry, but all this ADHD doesn't, doesn't add up. ADHD drug Ritalin affects the brain just like cocaine. Doesn't. So why is it being prescribed to children? It's effective and well tolerated, but I've added that bit. ADHD, <laughs> the truth about its misdiagnosis. It, it's underdiagnosed. My online test said ADHD, but this diagnosis is flawed. That could be true. We've all got ADHD symptoms, right? This is fucking making me angry. Are they all shit like this or are there some good ones? Um, It's an excellent question. As usual, Sam. Hear that, James? As usual. <laughs> now... To provide balance, do you see what I did there, BBC? It's not too <laughs> sort of finding an opposite uneducated opinion. It's actual evidence-based balance. Not all recent media coverage of ADHD has been negative. Several articles in The New Scientist, including an article by Caroline Will Williams called ADHD, What's Behind the Recent Explosion in Diagnoses? Adrian Childs, round of applause, piece in The Guardian. Mm. And Nancy Doyle, who <laughs> told me off on Twitter the other day, but she doesn't understand that. I think she's a goddess. Nancy no. Doyle in Forbes, <laughs> both in response to Panorama, were much better. But, and it's a big but, James, the more positive pieces are often... Um, written because they have to be written in, in response or following a negative right. news article or the criticism around a celebrity, letting everybody know that they've been diagnosed rather than, you know, anything just looking at how hard it is to get a diagnosis. Mm. I should have said how hard it is and then paused for a ding, ding but I'm, I'm angry. <laughs> looking at how, how we face these issues in community, the actual real problem, ooh, went really high. The real problems with... Uh, with predatory diagnosis practices, which the BBC conveniently ignored. And heaven forbid, just some good information on what ADHD actually fucking is. See, I can't do the, the what about ADHD guy, can I now, you bastard? You, you, you've basically... ADHD blocked... I was going to say cock blocks, but it's not. You've ADHD blocked me or gag blocked me. So... <laughs> I am. So, so, so mo most of those pieces from memory are, you know, right-wing press, you know, written by polemicists, you know, people that just want to make money off the back of misery. What about the more kind of, I suppose, reliable sources? Um, Sam's questions are better. Can you just let her do them? <laughs> ADHD cock blocking. That's, I think that's what we have to call it. No, it's, it is a good question, and I'll answer it as best as I can, Bob. Um, there was a studer who actually looked at this, James, during the pandemic, and, oh. and that studer, I can't, can't do it. 
that study found that ADHD was dominantly framed as a medical issue as opposed to a neurodivergence in more than 80% of articles on the BBC or CNN websites. In this study, only 13 news articles among 64, that's about 20%, or a fifth, I like numbers, on bbc.com, and four among 46, which is bugger all, statistically speaking, on cnn.com, incorporated the neurodiversity approach that would benefit both individuals with ADHD and the whole society. We... Um, it is both a medical issue and a neurodivergence. I think is the point. You know, I've um, you know I've started doing the Brummie accent when I'm talking to myself walking around the house. Really? Because, because, because of because of you, and I'm from the Birmingham area. But I'll say, oh, I'm going to put that guitar up now and put it on the wall. And then think, why? Why have you just said that in your head? For God's sake. Anyway, right. So I wish yeah, I so could do like, that. Well, accents. Yeah, you're accent blind, aren't you? Yeah. There's a name for that. Um, okay, so I well sounds exactly like a 1980s racist comedian doing Pakistani. Mm, uh, yeah, exactly. Are you, are you sure you're just not? Are you sure you're just not that? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> accidentally a racist. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, Probably. So, like, so I mean, if you look at those BBC and CNN statistics, not much better. A bit better. Is this? You know, uh, media's changed, hasn't it? Newspapers are dead. Print media is dead. Is this is this part of the kind of the clickbait op-ed approach of getting revenue? Do you think? Yeah, I think it is really. I, I, and and we get that. I get that they're so under pressure. Even the BBC, because they have these targets written by their political masters, and we know appointed them. Annoyingly, newspapers are uh, an online presence now, and monetization comes from clicks, comes from adverts. Clicks drive revenue. End of story. Really. They are click factories. That's all they are. Uh, and un- controversial opinions drive clicks. So what media outlets have done or feel they have had to do is just to constantly amplify and share the opinions of people who've got no fucking clue what they're talking about. But instead of sharing scientific advances that have been made or evidence-based articles on ADHD, even if they disagree with us, or the impact of it, they share those aggressively negative and reactionary simple thoughts instead of actual actual evidence. Shame on you. I like angry Alex and angry Sam. I do. Although, although, as usual, you're still both utter bastards to me. Okay, we'll take a break and we'll come. I love that one. That, was, that, was that for me? Did you yeah. shush me? You did. did. Fuck Jesus Christ. We'll see you in part two. Bye. Yeah. Alex, hi. Aight. What's up? Hello, Governor. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 110 of the ADHD Adults Podcast, where we are talking everything, personal reflections of ADHD in the media, as we always do. It's just one positive Comment after another in my experience. So uh, I, I can't even start. James, you, you let's say, haul yourself out a lot to mm. literally any media organisation you can. Any. Any, apart from Dracula's Today, because they haven't realised you. <laughs> any personal yeah. reflections of you in the media? Yeah, so there are obviously good journalists and there are people who have a presence within the media who, who probably I don't think you should call them journalists again the kind of these the polemicists who because they're famous get paid a lot of money um, as Stuart Lee put it and I'm going to misquote this you know to have their polemic opinions to a deadline every Thursday for money 
um you i mean you've you've got more journalistic experience than me because you did uh work with the mirror didn't you yeah and then you you see you'll have seen the pro you'll know far more about the process when it comes to getting a story commissioned getting it past the sub editor and, and an editor and the changes they want you to make um yeah. so I, i'm not that aware about that I've, I've done more i suppose tv work um and what i would say <laughs> and you knew your little talks as well don't you I do, I like, yeah i do but i don't like to talk about them no and what i would say is what is you i think it's really important the bit you said at the start which i've forgotten it was something about journalists or the media i don't know it was boring um but there are obviously good people in all these organizations that we yeah. as a charity have been working with the bbc checking scripts for some of their non-factual programs to to make sure that they're representing adhd appropriately um but it seems like the, the more news type part of it hasn't made that progress you know i imagine you'll probably know this alex that editors would reject or want changed kind of good news pieces or just you know factual pieces which might provide some balance because who's going to read an article which just says oh actually adhd is quite serious and the nhs needs to be better resourced to do this it's not in their no, wheelhouse do that. um and the thing i suppose that really fucks me off the most is it's the impact that's never considered now i get the kind of the, the people that are making financial decisions because they want their outlet to to make money and for them to be successful and to keep a job but they they somebody at whatever level whether it's editor sub-editor journalist genuinely doesn't seem to give a fuck about the people they're targeting and it's not just the adhd community we know this historically it's been all the different marginalized demographics um the complaints processes that are put in place aren't sufficiently robust. So if you look at the complaints about that Panorama programme, it was the last time I saw the second most complained about episode. But the BBC, because they have to publish their complaints, actually made a note in brackets saying, but complaints were were promoted online. So rather than just saying, yeah, loads of complaints, they tried to add this little thing to say, oh, yeah, but actually people were making people complain, which, which really fucked me off. Yeah. And... As as we know, I I don't care about myself. I don't care what people think about my ADHD. Everyone can get fucked. But the anger I feel when this happens to our community is is visceral. The 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 little the little sadness I had, little sadness, you know, last yeah. week, um, yeah. which I just I mean just happened to coincide with you visiting. I have nothing to do with you visiting. <laughs> that initiated my um, week of suicidal ideation. Absolutely. That was due to that that the attack, due to reading the messages we've had, due to to speaking to people, and due to f kind of feeling the the pain of of knowing what this has caused. Um, so that's my personal. Those are my personal reflections. Mrs. ADHD, what about you? This is um, this is a difficult one for me because um, so quite a while ago I had to shut myself off from from everything, all news stories and everything, because I was getting, you know, with justice sensitivity and, and just being sensitive, I was just getting, I was taking so much on board and feeling so much for other people and then feeling so angry and that I had to stop reading the news and, and Kate had to come off Facebook because I just found that that was negative and lots of news stories were shared on there. And I've kind of protected myself and I feel a I feel bad for that because that's exactly what they fucking want, isn't it? For people that are um, left wing and 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 might do something about it to close themselves off and and 
so I feel bad for that but at the same time I see kind of negative stories like the panorama story and uh, mm. obviously you knew about it a couple of weeks before and we had a discussion about it and I was like I don't want to I don't want to cover it at all I don't want to bring attention to it because I felt like any and and when I'm sent news stories or, or things through messages and emails I don't click on them because I don't want to direct any fucking traffic towards it because they don't care whether it's good or bad press that they get as long as they get the viewing figures that's all that they want so I kind of shut myself down from that and I never know what the right thing is to do because obviously I don't know it's a really difficult one for me this and I feel bad that I have to protect myself and then I never know what it's best for me to do so I don't know if I've got much to add on this what about you Alex firstly psychologically from a mental health perspective if you if the news is affecting you turn it off it's the advice from all psychological uh, professionals I've read it many many times because it's not healthy for you that again self-care allows you to be powerful um I've had to do the same thing especially with Facebook because it's terrible and more and more increasingly with Twitter, I think to what James said, we are sensitive to the pressures. We, there's so many amazing journalists. And the BBC, oh my God, some of the local journalists on BBC are some of the best journalists I've ever seen in my life. When I worked at the Mirror, don't know if I told you I did that, they, you don't get editorial. You know that, right? You write it, the sub-editor and then their editor, they decide what, how it goes out. You don't see the final edits. You're not even asked. And yeah. and that's really important to know what what... James and I write for the conversation that's been repeated in independence some amazing places. The conversation fantastically insists that that is repeated verbatim, whatever, scriptatum, I don't know what the written <laughs> So, I, and I think most BBC journalists are being let down by the politicisation yeah. of the management and, the, and we we see that if, if yeah. it helps. I don't know if it does. Definitely. Like anyone, are we? Um, what, I, what I would say then is we have to move away from the idea that everything's up for discussion and everything should be engaged with. If you shine a spotlight on trolls, you're paying their mortgage and nothing else. That's why, when, as Sam said, we deliberated about the panorama response. We don't tend to respond to all these videos from knobheads that people send yeah. us all the time saying, oh, I don't think it's real. But this is the fucking BBC. It's yeah. like the Daily Mail which should never, ever be shared or referenced or engaged with in any way, because they'll literally say anything for you to hate reply. This is the BBC to, to the to the mail and so on. It, any click in hate or anger mm. is money for them, and they laugh at you for doing it. They laugh at you. But the BBC isn't funded like that. And the reason they shouldn't be doing it is because if someone says you shouldn't exist, there isn't a balanced argument to be had for that. You can't argue that. It's, there's, there's not two sides there. Discussing the validity of science is always okay. So you can discuss whether ADHD exists. Of course you can. There's a big discussion to be had about yeah. it. You can discuss the science of it. That's great. It's important. Especially as the science is mostly poor quality, as we know. Funding reasons, not bad scientists. But one aggressive opinion isn't balance. It's bullshit. I guess problems without solutions aren't helpful, are they? It's not what we do. So what can we do about it? And that's we can shine a light on people without light on them at the moment. Working class men I talk to across the country are hiding in the communities. They're not able to cry. We, we, we yeah. are not able to cry. We're not able to share these things. We're not like, able to discuss it. We can amplify diverse voices who are already doing that for 
Rachel Doe, for example, on Twitter. Lots of people are doing it. intersections of their own culture, gender, race. There's some Dracula's doing it. The lot, frankly. <laughs> Let's amplify their voices if we haven't got a voice of our own. I, I, I feel I feel very seen that you're you're speaking about my community there because you know we've got a lot of bad press over the last six thousand years. <laughs> you have, yeah. <laughs> we have. Right, we've got time for a game, Al. I found oh, I think I'm you're in a great mood nine. for that. Can you have you noticed? Know, <laughs> <laughs> I think you're eleven. I think you're eleven. I think Isn't you're eleven. Oh, yeah, that's aren't true, you? yeah. Good. Um, right. I've I haven't done the t-shirt one, have I? The t-shirt merch one. No. Have you, can I, you tell people what your t-shirt actually says? says so my t-shirt. <laughs> go on. No, you. It says making Alex a murderer, which I guess is a <laughs> reference to a podcast, isn't it? That's the... <laughs> no, no television program. Right. Amazing. So the quiz is about um, making this T-shirt. Um, it's an iron on uh, thing, a system called Cricket, where you cut out stuff and you iron it on. Obviously, didn't get it right. This, this wasn't the first one that I did. <laughs> You'd be unsurprised to know. Um, but what, did I, what did I get wrong, which was uh, obviously due to my ADHD? Did I, A, because you have to iron it on, did I burn the table just slightly? Did I, two, trip over the ironing cable, which was stretched over, well, as far as ironing cable stretch between the plug socket and the table? Or did I not turn the iron on and spend a minute pressing it down to get the transfer to transfer and then got confused when it hadn't. Oh, that was number uh, C, by the way. I think, oh, that's a really good one. I don't think you tripped over the ironing cable because at your age, if you'd had a fall like that, there'd be a lot of damage. <laughs> See, I would have gone for that one. I think it's that one. Um, I don't think it's the table burn because you've done that so many times it looks like paisley on your table so i don't think you turned it on i think you're just rubbing a, a t-shirt with cold iron you're all excited that i, yeah, got it wrong. I, don't, I, I know tell. you got it wrong you got it wrong <laughs> oh look at him yeah. i've never seen you so upbeat yeah no i, tri I tripped i tripped over the iron cable i thought that was most likely so it, it wasn't the nearest it wasn't even the nearest plug al it was a plug which was as far as an ironing cable would stretch so it was almost like waist height and i just walked yeah. into it fell over dragged the iron onto the floor and it pissed water everywhere it's not broken apparently and obviously hurt my back what about just, the carpet yeah it's all right Wait, what do you mean the carpet that you burned by ironing an item of clothing on it <laughs> And it's still I fucking got that. an iron-shaped mark on it. And you right, did that with six down. months of moving into this house. No, no it I was did, in the yes. kitchen. So I, I landed on the very hard, um, not laminate lino floor. Yeah, 11.10, Al. 11.10. Unbelievable. Wow, creeping back, back up. On that wonderfully happy note, we'll take a break and we'll come back for some uh, coming in your face. Yeah, whatever you call <laughs> it, part three. Bullshit. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 110 of the ADHD Adults Podcast, where we're talking about ADHD in the media. This is the part where we share our top tips. Part of the um, podcast. Podcast? Did I say podcast? I don't <laughs> think so. If you did, no one noticed. James. Ah. 
<laughs> yeah. Do you want to share your top 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 tips? Tap, Sorry. Let's just say tadpoles. Tadpole. Tad. Oh my. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, your tadpoles. That's a ding. I'll share. I'll throw my tadpoles all over your chest. Right. <laughs> only got one. One big one. <laughs> One, one lonely tadpole right it's a tough it's a tough one this because again uh and I, I i totally get that for many people the the don't share this don't support this don't point people towards this approach it is, it is right in a way and i also agree as we, when we chatted about this because we had prior knowledge i see quite a few organizations knowing that this was going to be seen and absolutely knowing the knock-on effects which have since happened that's why we made the decision to, to to try and support people without pointing to it and advertising necessarily when it was, but just to, to, to identify what was wrong with that particular piece. But it's the same with other impactful pieces, which are going to hurt our community. I, I think as a person who consumes the media, it's really difficult when you've got, whether you're undiagnosed, self-diagnosed, diagnosed, you've got that doubt, you've got that imposter syndrome, you've got maybe family members or friends who already don't support your your mm. diagnosis or self-diagnosis or future diagnosis and the stuff that we've heard from people is just has been devastating so yeah. so if you if you've got social power like us speak out you know if complain there are you know Ofcom does have a system for complaints about media um and thank you seriously as well yeah exactly and, and and you know share share good information good information be mindful obviously you might meet resistance but the, the bigger thing is obviously for those people who've got someone in their life whether it's a, a partner a family member or a work colleague or a friend who have taken this as an opportunity to embolden their position of indifference towards their adhd it is that again that's on them it's not on you and i know it's really hard but if anybody questions the validity of your symptoms they don't share your lived experience they don't know how you feel inside your head <coughs> and it's it's difficult but try as as hard as you can ding it's not a ding um try try really try to just accept that you are valid and that what you've been through is valid and some cunt writing in the times doesn't know you or what's going on in your head sam Good. yeah i think um i think like alex said you know if if it is bothering you then then don't don't engage and we always say that the way we try and combat it is just by spreading evidence-based information and you know trying to trying to make people aware i think as well if you see positive posts in the media engage with them and let's kind of direct traffic towards them so that they get they get more viewing figures and yes obviously complain if you if you're not happy with it as well um, and also i'd say there's lots of evidence to show this actually that you can't change people's opinions there are going to be some people that have got preconceived opinions that negative press comes out and this just it's just confirmation bias it just confirms what they already think and they'll go on the attack and you can never change their mind in fact if you give them object evidence there's evidence to prove that that just makes them dig down even more so i think sometimes you can kind of get involved with online arguments and I know you do this James a lot which I can't do 
and there's just no you have to accept that you're not going to be able to change their mind so if you're entering into an argument with them about something don't do it thinking i'm going to change their mind i'm going to give them evidence and change their mind because it's never going to happen all it does is fucking destroy your mental health and i know because i've been there so many times and that's how i ended up having to protect myself so i think the main thing is protect yourself just keep spreading evidence information don't try not to get overly emotional i know that it's really hard not to do that ding. but if you do then pull away ding ding maybe um and and just protect yourself and just hide away for a little while i think that's all i've got to say jay uh, alex <laughs> yeah all of that really I completely agree there's some uh, really be careful of criticizing people who's who are facing the right way and say something you disagree with because that's opinions are allowed. I had a really great conversation with someone who wrote for the uh, Times Higher Education this week who, and I was saying, I, I don't think that's true. And they were arguing. And then Nancy, uh, is it Doyle, gave some evidence for her perspective. And actually, it, it was just a good conversation because there's no right here and there's no wrong. And it's okay. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Good conversations around people who, um, or having this conversation in good faith, or don't get, please don't get aggressive with them. And your perspective on it is allowed. Telling them they're wrong isn't helpful. You won't change anyone's mind, as Sam says, but you can support critical thought. And the best way to do that is to start with yourself. So what I, I do is, is this is tips. So this is what I do. Okay, the first thing I ask myself is, how do I know this is true that someone said? How do I know? How do they think? Why do they think it's true? How do I know it's true? The other thing I do is, Avoid any simple answer to a complex question. All ADHD is, for example, trauma. All ADHD is just autism. All ADHD is this, whatever. And don't engage unless you think the other party is acting in good faith. I think that's really, really important. Otherwise, you're, you're playing chess against a pigeon. You don't win and you end up covered in shit. That's it. Nothing else. Then they don't care. Uh, pigeons do care. I fucking love pigeons. Don't go on the attack about pigeons. Pigeons do care. Of all the things that you're gonna say it, that I would have predicted, that comes probably last on the list. I fucking love pigeons. Carry on, yeah. sorry. You've said a lot, but that, that takes the biscuit, Alex. That is not okay. Ironically, <laughs> pigeons do take biscuits. So this is this is what I want to say about confirmation bias that Sam said is is it's more powerful than anything else in ourselves, in me. So my top tip is, is, is look for your own confirmation bias. If you read something that you want to be true, be supernaturally careful with it. Otherwise you might end up like I once did, which was for a year proudly quoting Einstein for a quote he never said in a, an article about like scientific truth. <laughs> it was very embarrassing. Um, this is where that super superpower narrative gets its power. I want we want that to be true, so we say it's true. It feels it's a great idea. It's not true, and not in the right way. The same as the hunter gatherer idea of ADHD, the, the CBD oil thing, the mm. idea that goldfish have bad memories isn't true. Oh, they don't. The idea that can, no, no, not not at all. They're not very bright. But How do you know? Well, you know you? as well. If you go up to um, if you go up to a, a goldfish tank and you just oh, sprinkle your hands over the bowl, right, like you're pretending to feed them, they'll come to the surface because they've remembered that somebody might be feeding them. Oh. That, by definition, isn't 
two second memory, is it? Is it? Is it? I I got confused and I thought you meant bad memories, like they'd had a traumatic <laughs> re- release from the. <laughs> it's, it's that tall fucker keeps pretending to feed me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, no, they haven't. They, you know, this is why we think chameleons can change colour to camouflage with their environment. They because can't. we want it to be true. No, no, they never have been able to. Oh my this God. Why, I know. I'm this, loving this. This is can confirmation. We, just carry on with this? we get the. This is why MBTI, we think that that works, but it's horoscopes for LinkedIn people. It's not real. I don't know what real. any of that means. Beware. Or baby in the bathwater. Yeah, I heard that. It, that means throwing out good bits because you're angry with bad bits. So throwing out BBC journalists because you're angry with the BBC. It's not you, you lose the good bit by throwing out the bad bit and everything. Um, Why don't people just say that then? Just, <laughs> I think because idioms can be yeah. Like, this, yeah, we know, we don't joke about disability in that sense. It's the, it's the subject, not the target of our joke. I think, which is why I'm not about to say. Did you get that autism diagnosis? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we uh, have zero flowery language? <laughs> Somebody I, I work with who's fantastically open about the, the struggles they have with autism told me the other day, why can't people just have a list on their chests of all their interests and I can decide whether I talk to them or not? It's one of the fucking best amazing. ideas I've ever heard in my life, which is possibly my autism showing right there. I think... <laughs> Beware seeing what you want to see and, and just beware questioning. That'll be my top tip. Question your own confirmation bias first and ask yourself, how do I know this is true? Just because I want it to be. That's it, really. That's my tip. I think that's really good. That's a really good one. It was. I've, I've got <clears throat> one I forgot, if that's okay. It's actually a tip Go for on. journalists. Um, I was chatting with the, the CEO of ADHD UK, Henry, uh, about mm. this whole thing. <laughs> didn't invite me to that meeting, did you, James? I, I didn't know. You've I didn't. got enough meetings, Alex. You've got enough to do. You're <laughs> oh. overcommitting um, yourself. And and he said something, which again, we, we like stealing these idioms again, don't we? Um, like if you've yeah. met one person with ADHD, you've met one person with ADHD. But he said, and I thought this was brilliant, um, nothing about us without us. So if you're a journalist yes. and you're going to write something oh, like about ADHD, that. then get somebody in the community to write the article with you or to check it. Don't just fucking write it thinking you know what ADHD is. That gave me goosebumps. Yeah, I think I've heard that used by the uh, the non-white communities and, and disability communities. Yeah. I've never thought of it for us. Brilliant. It's so true, isn't it? It's so accurate. Representation fucking matters. Yeah, yeah. yeah it does. Love it, James. Should have saved it Thursday. One. Let yourself down. <laughs> right you can then, say it again. So... People will have forgotten. Sorry, James. <laughs> that was episode 110 of the ADHD Adults podcast, where we talked about ADHD in the media. If by a miracle you enjoyed this, as usual, why not support the charity on the link provided? Because otherwise Alex is going to have to carry on letting the Mongolfier brothers cosplayers use his head as the centrepiece for Sunday afternoon meetups. If you want to get in touch, the, the hot air balloonists. Uh, I, I'm I'm running out. I'm run, I'm honestly running out of things okay, that are vaguely yeah. balloon shaped all round. So it's getting quite obscure now, to be honest. Yeah, Maybe we should revert to the actual yeah. shape of his head. <laughs> Mind you, that would no be god funny, no. It's it? not. It's slightly weaselly. Exactly, yeah. So I prefer the round. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually quite well, gaunt and thin. <laughs> as usual, if you want to get in touch, then contact us on Discord, Discord, socials, Facebook, podcast things. Goodbyes. No, goodbyes is when we say goodbye. I read it out. I did it on <laughs> <laughs> 
fuck's sake, see you soon. Bye. Bye, all. Trigger warning, Maxon. Clacks on, clacks on, clacks on, clacks on, big clacks on. Trigger warning, Maxon. Clacks on, clacks on.